0: Yes, we all have experienced a lot of changes in today's world. And in particular, there's more stress, there's more demands on your life, there's more decisions you need to make. We're here to guide you through a special advanced coaching program that's opening up for group sessions and one-on-one sessions just by going to apply for eligibility at nickdelgado.com. Apply for the special coaching. Your initial session is absolutely free, and you'll know for sure if this is the right fit for you to achieve how to look great, feel strong, at your ideal body weight. Go to nickdelgado.com right now, and please register, and please mention that you heard us on this podcast. And when you go to one of our websites that you can link through, we're going to give you some special discounts during the holidays. Please, let's get started together and make this the best year of your life. Testosterone, injectable testosterone like many athletes do. So the monkeys couldn't even sense that he had higher testosterone levels because it's synthetic. And I say that because there's so much more benefits to having more bioavailable testosterone, particularly with diabetes, because diabetics have improved insulin response when they have optimized testosterone. About diabetes. What you don't know could kill you. Does that sound too dramatic? I don't think so. In 2019, over 463 million adults between the ages of 20 and 79 have been reported to be living with diabetes. In less than 46 years, it's projected that the number of adults having diabetes will be 700 million people worldwide. In the United States alone, a growing number of people have diabetes. In fact, so many that it's become the common, the rule rather than the exception. How many people have diabetes in the United States, 2020? So right now, the summary is that 34 million Americans, one in 10 have diabetes, that's 88 million american adults so we're basically finding that one in three have pre-diabetes one in three so knowing that folks this is one of the most important talks you can hear because with diabetes it is the leading cause of strokes in people who are diabetic It's the number one cause of those who suffer amputated limbs. And I want to tell you that amputation of a limb is one of the most challenging, most upsetting things you could ever imagine. I know because I worked in care centers in physical therapy. And I remember working in physical therapy with diabetics. And when we would do physical rehabilitation, That as the diabetes progressed, the microcirculation to the feet, the flesh, it started literally becoming necrotic, meaning it was dying. So you could literally see the blood, the flesh, and eventually to the bone on some of these diabetics. I remember Charles, a man who I'll never forget, he was a very wonderful, sweet, intelligent man. He was an executive. He was one of the professors at Pasadena City College. And I remember working with him each day, and I remember also finding out that they had scheduled him for amputation. And I remember also glancing down at what he ate every day and in the hospital. They fed him bacon and eggs and sausage and basically the American diet. And I'm sad to say that in most American hospitals, there may be one or two hospitals in the country. In fact, I was part of Midwood Community Hospital and Staten Community Hospital at the time in in California, Southern California, where we were the first to implement a whole plant-based, oil-free, sugar-free diet and exercise in the wing of the hospital. And that was in 1980, back in 1980, 81, around then. And I, I, I look back and I realize we were quite the pioneer and not much has changed in the last 40 years because there's, again, it's a rarity that a hospital and the doctors and the hospital staff are feeding the people that might be the very thing they need to not only prevent diabetes but to reverse diabetes and the clinical symptoms associated with it. So when Charles had his leg amputated, and I had to teach him how to walk on crutches with only one leg, he still took it very well emotionally. He would tell jokes. He was a happy man, as I said. That was his nature. And I look back and I wonder, what if someone had shared with him this talk that I'm about to give. Could the course of his life had been different and less challenging? And you think that's bad enough, I remember reading his medical charts and working with him on a daily basis as I did my rounds at the hospital to do physical therapy at that time. And I read the following note, schedule amputation. To occur this coming Friday. And I read that, and I reread it, and I thought, he's already had an amputation. So I went to the nursing staff, and I had them read the chart, and I asked them, what's going on with Charles? And they said that his second leg was going to be removed. And... I didn't know what to tell Charles. I'm sure the doctor maybe already talked to him, but I I didn't know how to handle it myself. How in the world was he gonna get around with no legs? Because of diabetes. So trust me on this. There is a solution. There is something we can do. And I'm going to get into all the details about it because You deserve this and if you know of a family member or a friend or a relative who has diabetes, please share this talk with them. It could very well not only save their limbs but potentially save their life. A study was done years ago and they did a 60-minute glucose tolerance test where they did a baseline where they gave a blood test They measured the blood sugar level. Now we know not only should we measure blood sugar, but insulin and also free fatty acids and triglycerides, as well as cholesterol. And I'll explain that as we proceed in this talk. But it's interesting that those individuals on a high-fat diet, that within one hour, these individuals measured in a diabetic range approaching a level of 160s considered diabetic i consider anything over 130 135 but the individuals had a level of 200 while following a high fat diet which right now there's a huge trend and a fad to go onto a keto type diet and granted they're cutting out sugar and carbohydrates and to an extent it helps the people but in the long run it is not the best solution in fact look at the next part of the middle of the graph and you can see under a starvation condition that these individuals with, with starvation, that the individuals were uh, basically still testing diabetic at a level of over 180 milligrams per 100 milliliters uh, in, the, in the blood. So here, let me just move this up above so, so you can see the chart here. All right. So that being said, now I want you to pay attention to the, the last graph that underneath it lists as complex carbohydrate. And I want you to look at it very carefully because two days, typically speaking, two weeks leading up to the blood test for blood sugar, on a complex carbohydrate diet, that's starch-resistant carbohydrates, that's vegetables, that beans, that's fruit, that's whole grains, but without added sugars or oils and minimizing or avoiding meat and dairy product, the individuals measured a perfect blood sugar level of 100 after being given a glucose tolerance test, that is a glass of sugar water, and these individuals measured fine. What was the difference? And it almost seems counterintuitive. What would complex carbohydrates, which everyone says, oh, well, fruit and vegetables and beans, that all turns into sugar, and diabetics should avoid that. No, that's not what we should do. We should embrace and understand, and in the nutshell that I'm going to explain during the course of this talk, that the high-fat diet is not the solution. The fat itself actually can desensitize the insulin, and as you see in that this first uh, chart or graph. So what is the best way to defeat diabetes? It starts with the food. That's right, folks. The food, the very food that we as individuals, that we must consume. The food that is as nature is grown. I have a number of textbooks here that I want to share with you. This first book, that I encourage you if you doubt what I'm about to share with you by one of the guests I've had on my show recently, Joel Furman, the Eat to Live plan to prevent and reverse diabetes, the end of diabetes. And he eloquently in this book explained step by step why a whole plant-based, oil-free, sugar-free diet is the only known approved way to reverse permanently in a majority of the diabetics. I want to share with you the book, Simply Healthy Cookbook, which is oil-free, sugar-free, and plant-based. It took us over 15 years, as you see the books behind me, gathering recipe books from around the world to come up with the tastiest versions of a whole plant-based foods diet. There's, there's pictures in the book, this is a wonderful guide to show you how practical and enjoyable whole food eating is and can be. Now, this book was written in in the early days. Let me just take a look by Julian Whitaker. I'm just looking for the publication date uh, for those watching uh, the video stream. 1987, this book, New Help for Many Diabetics, a lifestyle program that can reduce or even eliminate dependence on insulin or oral drugs, reversing diabetes, Julian Whitaker, MD. Whitaker had worked with Nathan Pritikin, my mentor, uh, shortly before I began working with him, and the back of the book has this quote, why wait for some yet-to-be-discovered answer? A miracle cure is already available for helping hundreds of thousands, perhaps even millions of diabetics in this country to become drug-free and healthier in every measurable report. This was published by Warner Books, as I mentioned, in 1987. We've known about this. I worked with Pritikin back in those uh, days. uh, uh, Let's see, did I say 19, yeah, 1987. I worked with Pritikin in 1978. And this actually, that book, most of the information came directly from the Pritikin Longevity Center. Another great book, because I just mentioned Pritikin, is the Pritikin Program for Diet and Exercise. And in this book, it was published and clearly outlined and explained the origin and the cause of diabetes. And I have a quote from Nathan Pritikin himself, dated April 3rd, 1979. To Nick, best wishes for good health, Nathan Pritikin. I have his original signature in this book. I'm the type that I outline and circle everything in a book. <laughs> so I don't know how you read your books, but I treat them well, but I I want to remember the books and you can see the chapter on what fats do and the discussion of the relationship of diabetes. Another very important book, How Not to Die by Michael Greger. There's a whole chapter on diabetes, one of the killer diseases that he identifies and also gives credit to the work I did with Pritikin and, and all the people who created and developed that research. A little later on, we're going to talk about nitric oxide. But let's, let's get back to exactly step-by-step step what I mean by a whole food, uh, plant-based uh, way of eating. So foods are the best way to defeat diabetes. What foods? They must be high in fiber, fiber-rich. I was with a client a few days ago. And the client, very educated with her daughter, said, I eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. That's a lot of fiber, right? Well, fruits and vegetables by themselves are very high in water content. Specifically, they don't generally have as much fiber as beans, brown rice, nuts and seeds, coconut, whole foods that are basically much more uh, concentrated in fiber. Beans, for example, pinto beans, which I had a uh, several cups today, pinto beans have 20 grams of fiber per cup. If you just had three cups of beans in a day, you'd have 60 grams of fiber, which is almost, what, six times more fiber than most average Americans consume in a day. Why is fiber so important? Because fiber gets into the gut. It soaks up the excess fats and it pulls them out of the system. It sucks up hormones of estrogen byproduct and disruptive estrogen hormones tend to cause weight gain. So this is a plus because it'll help to reduce the excess fat retention potential of those particular hormones. And fiber attracts toxins and chemicals and pesticides and draws it out of the body. Even though fiber is non-digestible, it also, in the gut, it is the location where fiber generates molecular hydrogen. And hydrogen has now been shown to reduce free radical damage. Now, free radical damage looks like this on the screen. Free radical damage is these white holes when blood dries. And oxidative stress or free radical damage is a forerunner to aging, to diabetes, to arthritis, and various disease conditions, even cancer. It's not a diagnostic test, but it is a clear indication that a person is not exercising sufficiently and not eating properly or they're in the midst of a a serious disease condition. So let's stay focused then. If you're wanting to lose weight, the proper order would be to eat vegetables first in the form of soups, vegetable salads, oil-free salad dressings, then fruit in that sequence. And after fruit, have potatoes, beans, yams. Yes, yams or sweet potatoes. These are more concentrated in fiber, but they're nutrient rich, very good for the body and for a diabetic. Of course, we want to include small amounts of nuts and seeds because they are more calorically dense, and yet they do contribute essential fatty acids and the fiber. And we don't want to limit our servings of fruits and vegetables when we're wanting to lose weight, at least 10 servings or more per day, five five days a week or more. Uh, beans and peas, again, include them as part of a whole natural diet and sequencing. You'll be able to manage your weight by filling up first on more vegetables, then fruit, then uh, beans and rice and yams, nuts and seeds in that, in that order. And then if you're still hungry, have small amounts of fish if you're going to eat it. I I personally don't generally recommend people eat much fish, but occasional use if you are wanting to have that. But uh, if you do eat lean meats, okay, small amounts. Please avoid dairy, avoid eggs because diabetics are at great risk. And these studies came about from what's called the DASH, the Dietary Approach to Stop Hypertension. But they also noticed under this approach, a large number of people were able to reverse diabetes itself. Dr. Kempner of Duke University was able to record the significant reduction in blood pressure in his patients at Duke University back in the 1950s when he did these studies. And more importantly, the average person reversed diabetes within 30 to 60 days, and the average person in that study went and reduced over 248 pounds in one year. Tremendous results. Eating what? Rice and fruit. It was the rice-fruit diet. That's absolutely true. Now, I'm not saying just rice and fruit and vegetables is enough. You need to take supplements. You need to get vitamin B12 and other uh, nutrients, vitamin D, and we'll get into that. But for right now, I just want to encourage you to recognize the science and the literature is filled with this incredible discovery that whole food eating is the way to go. This is one of my favorite guys, uh, Jeffrey Life here let me let me just move that uh, on the screen down here a little bit. Jeffrey Life is uh, a tremendous example of an individual who at age 54 had a pot belly. You can see he had kind of man boobs. He was very soft and out of shape. and he met uh, the founder of, of Fit for Life um, actually, uh, it, it was a program that had competitions going on, and uh, as he tells the story, he, he won a Corvette by getting in shape, and they did these before-after pictures, and it, it was it was kind of interesting because you can see the after pictures uh, prior to age 64, but the picture of him at age 64, you can see he's buff, he's muscular, he's in good shape, and then look at him at age 77. Uh, I have a more recent picture of him in his 80s. So, there's a question. If you add H2, molecular hydrogen, to water by electrolytes, would the H2 generate, counteract the H2 antioxidant effects? Oh, if you add H2 water by electrolysis. Uh, that, that That's an interesting comment, and I, w- I would say that... Molecular hydrogen is a very uh, rapid releasing molecule and it goes throughout your entire body and attaches to what we call free radicals and free radical damage. So it, it helps eradicate free radical damage very, very effectively. So I have a slide about that coming up. But finishing Dr. Jeffrey life story, uh, he, he's now, I have a picture of him age uh, 81, I believe. And he, uh, on Christmas is his birthday, Christmas... Uh, the, uh, December 25th, and it's interesting that he, he lives in Virginia, and he he's this incredible doctor that understands plant-based. He's not completely plant-based, but he follows it as close as he can, and he, of course, exercises with his son. They work out with weights. He uh, practices bioidentical hormone replacement. We're going to talk about that, too, because this is an area that many of the doctors have split that is, the doctors who practice with bioidentical hormones don't fully embrace plant-based oil-free eating. The plant-based community doesn't fully embrace the use of bioidentical hormones and herbs. So, I really want to set the record straight. If you're really wanting to get fabulous results, you do both like Jeffrey Life does. He does it all. Now, another great example around the world is eat like a Kenyan, run like a Kenyan. What do they mean by that? If you if you look at the diet of Kenya here, I'll I'll, I'll just uh, key it in. What is the diet of Kenyan Africa? According to Wikipedia, staples are maize and other cereals, depending on the region, so, including millet and sorghum, eaten with various meats and vegetables. So they eat millet, Indian sorghum, Kenya, vegetables, Kali, Sakuma, Wiki, and. Nyama Choma. and uh, let's see, ugala, let's see these are things I, I don't know the ter- interpretation, suguma, wiki, wiki, and nama, koma, sorry about <laughs> my pronunciations. Uh, basically, the African cuisine is one that's about 10% fat, 10% protein, and uh, 80% complex carbohydrates. Uh, they eat very few processed foods, it's mostly starch whole foods, Uh, They eat meals infrequently. They eat intuitively when they get hungry. Their snacks are typically fruit. And sometimes they they run on an empty stomach. That's a little difficult for me. I like to have some fuel in my tank when I'm working out. But they also eat uh, chapata, a kind of pancake made from wheat flour. And mandazi, uh, which is dough from wheat flour. And sweet potatoes, bananas, or bread. Yes, pretty amazing. So the the Kenyan and Ethiopian runners are so good, they run long distances and they develop maximal oxygen uptake. They run to church or walk long distances at an early age and they have relatively high hemoglobin and So they have the blood cell counts here, I'm, I'm just showing you the picture of the blood, they have the ability to concentrate their, their blood cells and carry more oxygen because they're trained. They're highly trained. This is, this is pretty exciting. So let's, let's go to the next. Uh, cardiovascular disease is almost non-existent in African Kenyan. And if you look at who tends to win these marathons here, let's, here, are Kenyans good marathon runners in the Olympics? Okay, here we go. According to courts,
1: since the 1960s, they have
0: enjoyed unparalleled dominance, dominance in distance running events, events from 800 meters, 800 to, the meters to the marathon. So, between the Ethiopians and the Kenyans, uh, they've dominated long distance Olympic races, uh, but the world uh, cross country and, and road racing circuit, uh, they've also dominated that as well. So, it's really exciting to know that they follow a plant-based, essentially oil-free type of diet. Uh, now, here's this is something very interesting. In in Rome, in 10 BC, it's interesting. And by the way, I, I wanted to show this because my good friend, Dr. Uh, John McDougall, would would be thrilled if, if I were to show him this. But these are, are slides back from the days of, of Nathan Pritikin. I don't know if you can... See, I'll have to show them someday uh, on a carousel slide projector, which I have. But this this one here says, in Rome, here, give me a moment. In Rome, in uh, 10 BC, they ate principally a, a fruit, vegetable, low-fat diet for diabetics. And they actually knew the cure for diabetes. Because, And they knew diabetes because uh, they noticed that in those... Um, who were wealthy or ate meat and ate a lot of fats? That those individuals, when when they would urinate on the roadside, their flies would come around. So the flies were seeking the sugar, and they actually knew what they called sugar diabetes even before they had laboratory tests, because the sugar had a taste of of uh, the urine had a taste of sugar. Yes, they actually sampled it, you know, and that's how they came up with sugar diabetes or understanding it. But why? Because the sugar was being excreted, it couldn't be pushed into the cells because they were eating so much fat, it desensitized the insulin and the insulin, which is the main hormone that pushes sugar into the cells and amino acids and fatty acids, was not functioning properly. So the Roman wealthy senators and orators who were very wealthy that got very obese or fat, they were the ones with diabetes. But the Roman gladiators, they were plant-based eaters. They were known to eat a variety of beta-glucans, barley. They were called the barley eaters. So Roderia, I I hope I'm saying that correctly, but They were known as the barley eaters at Horderia. I I might be uh, needing to spell it correctly. Horderia, uh, Roman gladiators. Yeah, so the gladiators of Caesar's time were known to be plant-based eaters. And Horderia, I don't have the spelling of that. I'll have to uh, find that. Yeah, but but these individuals were the greatest warriors and they did it by eating barley which sustained their blood sugar level for long periods of time. So they the gladiators did not have diabetes. It was the people watching them in the colosseum where they fought to the death, right? They were eating their meat and, you know, imported foods. So the Romans knew about this a long time ago. The New Guinea sweet potato eaters in New Guinea They eat the highest percent of starch, complex carbohydrate, the lowest fat, lowest protein diet in the world. In fact, it's been analyzed that by eating principally sweet potatoes and their leaves that the New Guinea natives consume about 3% fat, 3% of their calories from protein, and over 94% of their calories from starch-resistant complex carbohydrates. I consider sweet potatoes and purple sweet potatoes in J- Japan where the longest-lived Okinawans eat a lot of purple sweet potatoes. The longest-lived people, people in the world tend to eat these uh, starch-resistant complex carbohydrates. But the exciting thing is that the individuals eating these sweet potatoes, you would think it would cause diabetes. Sweet potatoes? Absolutely the exact opposite. These individuals are getting all of their calories principally from starch-resistant complex carbohydrates, which has, by the way, a protein sparing effect. The small amount of protein they eat is utilized. They're very muscular, strong people, even though they take in only 3% of their calories from protein. And so thinking about that, the individuals are enhanced. That is, their low fat intake of under 3% allows their insulin to be so sensitive that it pushes sugar from the sweet potatoes and any food they eat directly into the cells for calories. In fact, there is one study of an expedition that went out to examine New Guinea sweet potato eaters for diabetes and heart disease, and they found not one example of any of the natives with diabetes or heart disease, with the exception of one person, And it turned out it wasn't a New Guinea native eating sweet potatoes. It was the American cook who was eating meat, cheese, eggs, and dairy product as he had access to that as the cook. And he was the one that had diabetes and cardiovascular disease. So it's interesting when you monitor any free living culture, when they migrate to this country, we see the evidence of cardiovascular disease in in high levels. So that being said, let's uh, continue on with our discussion. And uh, yeah, here's one of my favorite cultures in the world, the Taramara Indians of the Copper Canyon, Chihuahua, Mexico. These people eat and run. There's been books written about them. They can run nonstop. They can run a horse down over long distances. They eat a diet that's very similar to the cultures I've already mentioned. It's over 90% of their diet comes from corn, beans, panola nuts, chia seeds, avocado. They get what's called starch-resistant complex carbohydrates, Their diets, uh, upon analysis, about only 15% fat, 10% protein, and over 75% starch, complex carbohydrates. They are arguably amongst the greatest long-distance runners in the world. They've actually entered some ultra-marathon runs, and some elite runners have written about their experience in running with these people. Uh, Not only are they great runners. And I was going to mention, they play a game that they run nonstop, and you'd think, okay, I wonder how far they kick this little wooden ball like soccer, right? But and they run barefoot, by the way. I don't know if you can see this in the picture, but they they wear these uh, little wraps around their feet. They don't even wear shoes. I think a big famous uh, shoe company, I guess it was Nike or one of them, uh, was going to pay them to wear these shoes in in a long distance uh, marathon. And once they turned the corner, they took off the shoes, threw them off, and they put on their wraps <laughs> because it's superior to run barefoot. They're known as the foot runners, barefoot footrunners. And these Indians are free of cardiovascular disease. They have no diabetes. The cancer instance is very low. They do have a vice. They tend to drink uh, some corn-based alcohol. So they party all night and they get drunk. And because of that, they do have some nutritional deficiencies, and they do that does affect their immune system. So some of them, um, you know, have some issues in that regard. But like any culture, it's a cultural thing. Now let's take a look at the Egyptian, um, the Egyptians. The Egyptians in fifteen fifty BC. I just I wanted to mention here. Again, I'm I'm going back through my original slides. Their diabetic diet was made up principally of bread, berries, and here, hold on, sorry, and grains. So the Egyptians actually were, at at least the ones who built the pyramids, were very, very healthy. (laughs) However, the Egyptian pharaohs were often very fat. They were depicted as slim, striking, good looking people, but they are in the artwork. Yet the actual pharaohs themselves not only were sedentary, but they ate a high fat, high sugar diet. The general public that ate bread and honey and beer and wine, lots of bread and stuff, they had a lower incidence of diabetes. Now, I'm not saying wine and, and beer is good for you and honey, but the fact is a high complex carbohydrate diet worked effectively as a low-fat diet, even though it had some sugar in it, it still solved the diabetic condition. Now, I'm not advocating that diabetics run out and eat a bunch of sugar. What I'm saying is that the sugar is more tolerated in the presence of a very low-fat restricted oil or animal product-based diet, meaning eliminating or avoiding animal product in the blood sugar comes out far better. So examinations of various royal mummies show that many of them suffered from obesity, heart disease, and diabetes, yet in the general uh, working, if you will, the, the slaves and the, the general population, they weren't wealthy enough to eat these fattening foods, and they were extremely healthy. Now, it's interesting then, again, in history that this low-fat diet high in complex carbohydrate diabetic diet has been discovered over and over again. And according to Kelly M. West, the world-renowned endocrinologist from the University of Oklahoma in 1973, he testified before the U.S. Senate hearings, and he made that exact statement. Over and over again, this phenomenon has been rediscovered and subsequently forgotten or disregarded, that is, eating for diabetics, it is required to eat a high starch-resistant complex carbohydrate, low-fat diet. And that is your best solution. What do I mean by starch-resistant complex carbohydrates? I don't mean like white rice and and eating um, uh, candies and simple carbohydrates. I'm talking about whole grains, particularly ideally brown rice, having whole beans, not cooked in oil, but cooked in water as I had today, fresh fruits and vegetables. All of these things are low in fat, high in starch, complex carbohydrates, and adequate in protein. And it's the best solution for diabetes. But I'm going to give you several other things if you stay tuned beyond diet that's going to solve the blood sugar problem. But before I get to that, I want to report a study It's one of my favorite studies because it shows how dramatic an IV has in regards to how quick you can induce diabetic-like conditions in the human body. Dr. Filbert, in a study with five normal young men, gave them an IV lipid infusion. And it's similar to consuming the American diet for years, but within hours he was able to do a glucose tolerance, test, glucose tolerance test and found their insulin spike was 50% higher than usual, and they still weren't able to keep the glucose in check, and this identical response to someone suffering from diabetes is induced the moment you let oil enter into the bloodstream. Now, normally you do a glucose IV with what? It's sugar glucose because the body thrives and handles sugar properly, but the body can't handle sugar in the presence of excess fat. And the American diet is well over 40 to 50% of calories in fat. Even some of the plant-based friends of mine are eating a very high fat diet. They're using oils and some of these veggie burgers that are just loaded with actual extra oils to make them become patties. But you can do black bean burgers. You can do things that don't uh, have such a high level. So, What I want to do is just uh, take a, a brief moment to tell you that this live webinar is available for you to ask questions. Please ask any questions you have. And I'm excited to share with you my approaching 44 years of science and education in helping people. And my goal is to help turn around the nation and approach the world population with a growing incidence of diabetes, this killer disease, and share with you how you can turn this condition around within 10 days, you'll see improvements in the blood sugar levels. But you have to pay attention to details. You need to follow it in a fashion that is representative of the way our ancestors ate and how this disease was discovered over the centuries. So again, I, I want to transition as we discuss Yeah, so there's a question here by the way, does molecular oxygen and water work to counteract molecular hydrogen and water? Well molecular oxygen and water, I mean think of think of water as H2O, right? So molecular hydrogen is present, H2O, you need oxygen. It doesn't counteract it. It's actually beneficial, once again, because it flushes through the body, kind of like a refreshing breath of fresh air. That's, that's how hydrogen works. There's over 400, at last count, approaching 500 clinical studies that have now shown, originally first in Japan, but these studies have been replicated now and been reviewed in the US and around the world, and molecular hydrogen is extremely effective in helping to um, slow the aging process and improve athletic performance and reduce what I would simply refer to as premature aging molecular hydrogen, I'm a big fan of, in fact, during this Black Friday special, we have a molecular hydrogen uh, product on special right now. You should check our website at, uh, find everything first at nickdelgado.com and then click through the links for the products. And I think you're gonna find some pretty exciting specials, uh, or at least enroll to get our letter sent out to you where we can inform you of these specials at nickdelgado.com. That's nickdelgado.com. And I, I do wanna mention, that at the site we have coaching eligibility, you have a chance to enroll and, uh, in group uh, discussions and also we have one-on-one sessions that are available now. So this is really exciting times and I, I do wanna mention we have eBooks on our website. My new book is out on the market now and I'm thrilled to no end to tell you about it. <laughs> Blood doesn't lie on Amazon blood doesn't lie. And it's based on 40 years of looking at people's blood, examining the profiles and what we need to do to have a longer, better quality, healthy life. Okay. So let's, let's return to our discussion here in terms of, uh, a study regarding eyesight. This is a very important area to me because when you think about the importance of being able to see and our vision, Vanek, a scientist, was able to arrest and reverse the effects of retinopathy by lowering dietary fat from 40%, the typical American intake or higher, to down to under 25%. This led to lower blood pressure, lower cholesterol, reduced platelet aggregation, which is all suspected in the cause of diabetic retinopathy. Uh, You know, I... I'm pretty open about some of the things that that people are challenged with. And I remember cases of people with glaucoma who we were working with at the Pritikin Longevity Center. And within 30 days, as we put them on a whole food plant-based diet, oil-free with exercise, within 30 days, each of these indicators reduced significantly. Now, I carried that work on When I went to Midwood Community Hospital and Stanton Community Hospital, they no longer offered those programs. I'm not even sure the hospitals are still there. I'm going to have to look it up if they even exist right now. Uh, But I will say that I continued my work with Tony Robbins. And Tony Robbins at Master University, we offered the opportunity to use uh, a special cookbook of mine. I'm just looking for it on the shelf here. And the low-fat... Um, How to Look Great, Feel Sexy Cookbook, I think I have it on the shelf there uh, behind you. But we we offered this book at the event and the individuals at the event, they were food-fed buffet style. So they all ate plant-based, oil-free recipes. It was a, a wonderful opportunity to get in shape, eat healthy for nine days. And we rechecked their blood under a high powered microscope. And we were able to demonstrate that their blood circulation improved within only nine to 10 days of following the program. Some people were tested a day early. So that's why I mentioned nine to 10 days. And we tested over 693 people with miraculous results. So I'm, I look at around the world literature about eyesight in glaucoma and glaucoma and cataracts, have a relationship to the diet and it's interesting that in cultures where they eat artificial sugars and some diabetics are encouraged to use artificial sugars i am not a fan of artificial su- sugars i think they're very counterproductive and they're also associated with uh, vascular uh, problems related to cataracts so i would be careful i would rather you get your sweetness from fruit and whole foods and and that's that's a much better way to go so you're welcome. So this, this part I wanted to mention, I was excited to share with you, nitric oxide regulates insulin signaling and secretion. NO, or nitric oxide synthesis, is essential for glucose uptake. Now, it's interesting that diabetics have impaired the production of the nitric oxide taste, which is the enzyme related to nitric oxide. And this enzyme initiates the production of nitric oxide. So it's critical... Uh, Nathan Bryant, a friend of mine, I've interviewed him on several of my shows, Nathan Bryant, uh, he talks about how to boost the body's miracle molecule to prevent and reverse chronic diseases, the nitric oxide solution. And one of the things is say no to high blood pressure, heart attack, stroke, diabetics, diabetes, that is arthritis, kidney disease, and memory loss, and more. And it I guess it goes without saying that the very same diet that supports healthy nitric oxide levels is a plant-based, green, beet type centered diet, and it's absolutely essential for good health. So I did want to uh, encourage you then to look into a uh, product I'll just mention here during this brief commercial uh, sponsor that Doc Nutrients has a product called Grow Muscle Burn Fat. releases in the powder form into the water and it releases nitric oxide upon drinking it. And also we have a product called Stay Young, which is a fabulous product. And I I want you to look at the Stay Young tablets at docnutrients.com, that's docnutrients.com. So let's uh, return to our discussion, guys. One of the discoveries is that the ability to control blood sugar level is dependent on one's testosterone level. I know this because in working with some of my colleagues, including Dr. Terry Hertog, and also the work of a, a doctor who wrote this textbook, Dr. Edwin Lichten, it's interesting that Dr. Edwin Lichten, who the author of textbook of bioidentical hormones reported in this book, in this book, that you could reverse diabetes with using bioidentical testosterone hormone pellets in both men and women. And of course, as men and women age, the testosterone level declines. Yes, women need testosterone. Women have testosterone. And my latest podcast, I've been releasing talk shows with interviews with some of the top doctors speaking about this issue, but one of the things that a plant-based, oil-free, gluten-free, whole foods diet with exercise, if you add that with optimized testosterone level, so long as you account for the excess estrogen that may occur with using a bioidentical testogenin cream, this is going to help tremendously we have a product called Testro Plus. So Dr. Terry Hertog wrote about in his several books about the benefit of hormone replacement. So what I just wanted to mention, kind of a fun story that I tell at times. And that story is that when I went to the rainforest of Bali, and I don't know if you've ever been to Malaysia or Bali or Asia, there's less travel these days, of course. But I'll never forget going uh, to to Bali, and there's a picture of me. You can see the girl in the middle uh, with the black hair and the white shirt, but I'm right in front without a shirt on because I love the sun's rays, vitamin D, and I'm wearing some sunglasses. <laughs> you can see um, I'm, I'm buying some bananas from the lady and, and some of the other... Uh, accompanying friends or buying bananas. But we were buying bananas to go into the rainforest to to feed the monkeys. And it was really fun because as we got into the rainforest, we noticed that the baby monkeys and the mommy monkeys would come up and eat the bananas. But then out of nowhere, a big alpha male monkey would come running through the forest and go and chase the other monkeys away to get to the bananas. But then he saw us guys, and he started running at us. And I got concerned. I thought, wow, what's this monkey want? And he skipped the other guys and chased me and kept chasing me, and I ran far enough, and so I was out of his region. So it turned out that monkey felt I was the rival alpha male monkey, and it was because I was using an early version of this product, Testrogenin, on my body, and it increases your bioidentical testosterone and the androgens to because they're plant based in the foods, and as you know, plant based you can extract wild yam extract to get testosterone and synthesize. So this cream rubbed in the skin increases pregnenolone, DHEA, uh, the androgens, and also reduces the harmful estrogens. And so it really magnifies that physical benefit. And the monkeys could sense. That there was something different about me, and I have a product called Testro Plus, and that has the herbs that have been shown to attach to sexual hormone binding globulin and release more of your natural free testosterone. Well, the reason I tell you this story is because the monkeys avoided the man there uh, to to my left on the on the near side of the screen here, and he is a big power lifter, bodybuilder. Looks like he had a sheet of paper under his arm there. But he was buying some bananas. And the point was, the monkeys avoided him even though he was using testosterone, injectable testosterone like many athletes do. So the monkeys couldn't even sense that he had higher testosterone levels because it's synthetic. And I say that because there's so much more benefits to having more bioavailable testosterone, particularly with diabetes, because diabetics have improved insulin response when they have optimized testosterone levels. So we created the, the testosterone, testosterone uh, gen and cream to be rubbed in the skin each day. And we included Testro Plus, these capsules, that uh, again, I'm going to take a short station break for our sponsors, but Doc Nutrients is a product that is rich with a combination of incredible herbs. And if you look each of these up, you're going to find they're the best to helping your body to build its own testosterone and to release more of the bioavailable free testosterone that includes astragalus, avena sativa nettles, two of my favorite herbs that have been shown to attach to the binding globulin and release more testosterone longjack it has been a long time revered in most communities. Tribulus terrestris increases luteinizing hormone, which indirectly increases testosterone. Asian ginseng is amazing. Ginseng is well known to increase testosterone. Cordyceps, and that's been used uh, and collected. It's a type of mushroom that improves one's testosterone and athletic performance. Rhodiola, wow. <laughs> I was just talking with Dr. Vladimir K, and he was talking how important rhodiola is in your health. Ketuba, that's a great one too, that increases the body's ability to reduce testosterone. Sea buckthorn, cinnamon bark, artichoke leaf, uh, the Puama and macuna purina. That list uh, includes also the ability to increase dopamine levels. Dopamine is really a nice pleasure hormone that kind of motivates you to get things done. Sea cucumber is amazing increasing testosterone. Red sage, zinc, and boron, well described by Dr. Mark Gordon. One of his favorite minerals is zinc to improve and optimize testosterone levels. Maca root and epimedium. Yes, pretty amazing. Find them at docnutrients.com. So let me uh, continue back with our show. And if anyone has any questions, since we're live, please just jump in and ask me a question. I'll check uh, the feed on YouTube. And we're also at fromthedoctors.com streaming live. I want to mention that in these day and ages, one of the things that can induce a worsening of blood sugar levels is the adrenal, adrenal stress. And We've heard of the case of Robin Williams, how he actually committed suicide and took his life very tragically. And here is a man who had everything going for him. He was a great actor. He was a comedian. And yet he was depressed. And he had uh, problems with substances. So addictive behaviors, depression, these challenges often are related to poor liver function and adrenal support. So I did want to show a few books on this subject. Uh, my two favorite books on the subject Adrenal Fatigue, the 21st uh, Century Stress Syndrome. What is and how what is and how can you recover from adrenal fatigue? Have more energy, immune resistance, vitality, and enjoyment of life? James Wilson. I've interviewed Dr. James Wilson and there's a foreword in this book by Jonathan Wright. Very important book. And also uh, Dr. William McKinley Jeffrey, Safe Uses of Cortisol. Cortisol is one of the quick ways that modulates insulin and blood sugar and amino acids and fatty acids. So, very important reading. But I've summarized these books, all of these books in my new book, Blood Doesn't Lie. So don't forget. Adrenal support, adrenal stress, adrenal fatigue, these are amongst what I consider to be during the most stressful times in my lifetime, that we need to support healthy adrenals. And one of the great ways to have healthy adrenal function is the outdoor daylight. Indoor lighting will not give you that cortisol, that adrenal support that helps diabetes to help the insulin to be more sensitive. No, you need to get outdoors in the sun. Even on cloudy days, you're going to get more direct and indirect vitamin D and support than if you don't get out. Uh, and, and yes, uh, there's a great question. Have you written any books on diet? And uh, uh, I, I've, I've written several books on diet, and I wanted to show <laughs> a few of them because the question came up from the audience. And um, here, I'll, I'll just uh, share with you here some of these books. This book, Weight Loss and Energy Now, you might be able to get a used copy on Amazon. You can see the, the early picture of me there. Uh, let's see. I think it's circa 19 here. Give me a moment. This This book. Yes, 1991. I, I think some of you weren't even born yet. 1991. Weight loss and energy. Now, still to this day, one of the best books ever written about how to increase your energy and get to your ideal body weight by Nicholas Delgado. Yeah, my son goes by Nicholas, so that's kind of fun. That I, I on the cover of the book. Look at this, Jenny. It shows Nicholas Delgado on the book. Isn't that great? So, how, how's Roman and Nicholas doing downstairs? So this book I wrote, second edition of Grow Young and Slim, The Number One Way to Fitness, Achieve Ultimate Energy, Look and Feel Great, and incredible that is. And the original book that was mentioned to, Grow Young and Slim. And that book, Overcome Obesity and Poor Health, with a startling new concept that will break through all the myths and aging. I have these ebooks now at nickdelgado.com. Actually, go to the website from which is where this is broadcasting from, from the doctors.com, and you'll be able to get and review and access these ebooks. And one of the books that came out um, last year, Acne Be Gone for Good, I co wrote with Dr. Sonia Battarisi banacel And so these are some of the great books that we've written on nutrition and health and healthy eating. I I hope they they serve you well as you continue in your journey. So let's get back to some of our slides, and thanks for your continued questions. So what does it take to have a healthy liver and a healthy uh, function of adrenals? Adrenals are just above the... uh, The adrenal gland is just above... uh, the uh, kidneys, and so we want to understand how to support them. And glandular health is one way to do it. We have capsules that are supporting the adrenal function, and that will help to build a healthy immune system. And of course, this is the one area that I probably expand within the plant community where I either we synthesize the hormones for thyroid and adrenal, or we can get them directly from the gland. so long as they're a healthy, clean, safe source. New Zealand uh, often has a clean, healthy source. So let's, let's look then, the next uh, stage and comment, anti-inflammatory, high water, high fiber, unprocessed fats, resistant starch, plant foods. This is a great picture showing juicing plants. I, I like to blend my vegetables and eat my fruit This is a healthy way to go. And the more vegetables and fruit and whole grains and plant-based foods you consume, we also have a great product produced by uh, the Delgado Protocol, Slim Blend Protein, with about 20 different organic whole natural foods, including a vanilla flavor. It's just really great with no added sugar, all organic. One of the best products out on the market Uh, And it's on special during the Black Friday uh, specials right now. And here is one of the go-to. If you really want to control diabetes and manage your levels, it actually begins with also understanding not just insulin, but your lipid levels. Cholesterol, it turns out, tends to affect the sensitivity of insulin. So the effective herbal combination to lower the bad LDL cholesterol, sustaining the good HDL cholesterol is using the following herbs, bourbon, bergamot, and lycopene. Lycopene, yes, comes from tomatoes. Bergamot is from a special plant, and bourbon as well. And it turns out they work as good or better than, uh, the use of metformin which has been used for blood sugar control but metformin can have side effects this is the way to go and we use a product called insulin heart stability we're so thrilled about this product that it also has been used to help clear up kids skin because of insulin instability and insulin according to doctor Sonia Banicel Batterici, she talks about in her book the understanding of controlling insulin to improve the health of the skin and last Slim Blend Protein the fiber soaks up the bile and removes from the gut so i do want to say that this has been an exciting show for me i hope you've enjoyed it as well we've now given you the steps of how to solve diabetes at the core of the problem and i want to mention connect with us for the coaching that's right you can get access to our ebooks to our online courses and to our consult initial consult right now is being offered free during the holidays All you have to do is go to nickdelgado.com. That's nickdelgado.com. You have access to group coaching, do-it-yourself resources, elite private coaching, and coaching by me personally. I do take on a client or two in a month and uh, work with them to see that they achieve their ideal goals and well-being. You know, I love sharing this show with you. It's been exciting. Uh, We got uh, so much to share with you. We covered so much during this, uh, if you will, uh, (laughs) right on the hour button. And now you know the truth about diabetes. We're talking principally about type 2. However, type 1 diabetes can also respond favorably. And you want to go to more raw foods with type 1, more consistent, intuitive eating, getting to that blood sugar levels that's needed, but also balancing that testosterone is kind of a hidden factor. And also the autoimmune problems that happen with type one diabetics abstaining from dairy product. But if it's already caused the damage, of course, uh, which could have been caused by a foreign protein, I say foreign because dairy products foreign to the human body from animals. But that being said, in summary, Your best steps to solving diabetes, the absolute truth about diabetes, is as I'm about to summarize. And as we've explained from world populations, from case studies, examples, that the truth about diabetes and the ever-increasing worldwide population and approaching 80 million people in the United States with diabetes we wanna solve this problem once and for all. And that problem, in summary, is as follows. And, and thanks, uh, we have a gentleman from New Delhi watching. Yes, I've been to India, I've been to the Taj Mahal and I've spoken in India years ago, I think it was around 2006 when I traveled around the world, stopped in Japan and Spain, uh, South Africa, Germany, China, and circled the world literally, and I got to stop in at India and speak there. Wonderful people. The truth about diabetes, Then, in summary, number one, effectively get rid of processed oils, which means all processed fats. Those are oils separated from the natural nuts and seeds. Oils, whether they come from animal or plant, cut out or avoid them and learn to cook with plant-based foods. Use use my uh, book simply healthy cookbook which uh, i was showing you that a little bit earlier the simply healthy cookbook is your go-to to to really try out amazing tasty wonderful recipes oil-free plant-based whole food cooking so as you do that number one high in starch resistant complex carbohydrate low in fat low in proteins oh nick that diet's been tried before didn't work no People did not follow it properly, did not understand the timing of the meals, intuitive eating, sequence eating. Subscribe to my podcast. I'm on Beyond Human at Spotify and iTunes. You can locate me, of course, uh, at nickdelgado.com and from thedoctors.com. But again, that diet has served me for going on 44 years and the tens of thousands of people that I've helped to change their life along with other doctors like Joel Freeman and John McDougal and Nathan Pritikin and other great scientists and educators. Yes, number one is what you eat. Number two, breathing. I'm studying science by James uh, Nesmith and uh, the McEwen Method. And there's books about breath and Breathe through your nose, very important because it increases nitric oxide and as we've learned according to Nathan Bryant's work, that helps diabetes. Make sure you get in nitric oxide rich foods. Go to docnutrients.com to look out, grow muscle burn fat and to stay young chewable tablets. and. Use the product Heart Insulin Stability to stabilize the insulin blood sugar levels. So, number one, whole food eating. Number two, the correct herbs and supplements with the correct breathing. And number three, exercise is critical. Long-distance exercise, not to the point of fatigue, but getting your body going and moving on a daily basis. And number four, hormonal balance, particularly optimizing testosterone, controlling for excess estrogen and improving your overall balance through herbs, bio hormonal intervention. And by testing your levels at our website, we give you test kits and guidelines to get these things done. And number five, quality sleep within circadian rhythms and the power of the mind, because I include the sleep and the mind together with NLP and timeline therapy. There you have it, folks, the truth about diabetes. And we have a series of courses coming up Find them at fromthedoctors.com. Our next event coming up, you're gonna be astonished what we have to share with you about cancer. We have a event coming up about Blood Doesn't Lie based on my new book, Blood Doesn't Lie on Amazon with five-star reviews from some of the top doctors around the world and Fat loss and fitness, one of my favorite subjects. Look, you too, as you age, can stay in top shape right now. Join me. Our mission is what? Folks, our mission is to accomplish all those things that are necessary. All those things that are necessary. I wanna be your guide. You be the hero, I'll be your guide. To look and feel strong at your ideal body weight, completely happy with your life. Your career will improve. Your relationships will improve. Yes, I am the author of uh, a very special book, uh, Mastering Love, Sex, and Intimacy here. I was just going to pull that off the shelf right here. Mastering Love, Sex, and Intimacy. This book, I think you'll be amazed when you read it. I have a course coming up about that. Online courses are there at fromthedoctors.com. So it's been a pleasure. Thank you, everyone. Be well. Be strong. Now you have it. Yes, the holidays are upon us, and we have some incredible specials coming up for Black Friday. And meanwhile, because you're one of our dedicated podcast listeners, you have an opportunity to use the code FROMNICK. Go to... Our website, estrablock.com, use that code at checkout and you'll get an additional 10% off the incredible discounts that are coming out now at estrablock.com for Black Friday. Get in early on these special discounts while they last. Go to estrablock.com and just use the code at checkout from Nick and you'll get an added 10% off the already incredible discounts that we are offering for this incredible holiday specials.